What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this episode of English Turks, where I review your favorite Turkish series with and without English subtitles. And today we're talking about Sanchal Kapimi, episode 22. OMG. Guys, okay, so we had seen this last scene in the fragments, so it's nothing new, nothing surprising, but I do agree with some of the comments, like who hands someone a cup of water like that? At first it looked like a cup of, a cup of water, but then it started to look like he was typing something into her hand, like I don't get it. Maybe it's because of the slow-mo, it looks like he's like writing something or typing something in like a phone or something, I don't know. But I found it so super weird that he would go out of his way to order pizza to have it with her and discuss stuff. Like, that's just weird. And plus, like, what's the rush? I mean, in my head, I would be like, you just started working for me. You're invading my privacy because you're coming to my home. But what's the rush? I mean, yeah, she's coming up with a marketing plan. And yeah, Sircon's all about work. But literally, what's the rush? It's not like they have a deadline, you know, like... I thought that was super, super weird. But let's talk about the episode. So it opens up with Celine trying to get a dig at Sircon again and and try to break them up by telling, like beating Fedet to telling, you know, what happened about the whole contract thing. But obviously this is like old news. Like no one cares about the contract anymore. We've moved on from that. Everybody knows it's, it's no big deal. And so Sircon doesn't make it a big deal. Now, obviously, Selena's leaving, so they hire a new person. He has Ada help him, which, honestly, he's really trying to put Ada there as his right-hand person, like he said. And even though she be making faces like she does not agree, we all know that she basically agrees. So anyway, um, yeah, she sees all the people getting... Um, you know, the interview, coming in for the interview, and they all look, you know, a little bit too out there for her. And basically, they all kind of are attracted to Sircon. And so she chooses to pick a resume with a person who has, like, glasses on, hair tied back, not, like, trying to be attractive at all. But it turns out that that person is, you know, Bulja, and she is basically like completely changed. She's all fashionable with her hair and all, no glasses anymore. And so in order not to lose face with it, which Ada does that all the time, in order not to lose face, she makes Sirkan hire her and have her start working on the same day, hoping that the person would be like, oh wait, that's a little bit too short of a notice. I can't work today or whatever. But no, it doesn't happen. I, don't, I think Ada should, needs to stop. She's too prideful sometimes. And so anyway, they end up going to Sircon's mother's house, which Ada really gets me because she's trying to keep this professional distance. And she keeps saying, like, you know, you want to follow the contract and all of that stuff. But, like, why is she going with Sircon to his mother's house when his mother calls? Like, let Sircon go. It's his mother if you're trying not to be involved, but nope, she doesn't. And so also Bulja goes there. And when they go there, um, Bulja handles the entire thing with the 
media coming in because Aptekin asked for a divorce. I mean, it to me, it just seems so simple, this whole divorce thing, just because, think about it. In the pre- previous, like, two episodes, they were both jealous of each other, of other people in their lives. But I guess you can be jealous of someone that you no longer are, like, that in love with. I don't know, but they found... They basically removed two of our main actors out of the show, which is the dad and Celine, right? Optican and Celine. And the actor that plays Optican, as you guys all know, he was also the father of John and her Kenji Koos. So he seems to be playing the father role of all these, you know, famous men in Turkey with these capricious love interest and yeah okay so I like that (laughs) I mean I wanted to say like if another series comes out and he's a dad we can expect him it to be a good series but I didn't want to be like foretelling so anyway um yeah she handles the whole situation they all go back to work she actually gets Erdogan to do some work I mean he's a bit much but they get Erdogan to do some work. But for me, it's like Ada's always in Serkan's business, but she keeps saying she wants to keep her professional distance. She needs to start with the games. And then also Serkan's telling her, like, hey, you know, Serkan is being more, like, forthcoming. I like you. I want you. You're the only one for me. Point, period, blank. Ada likes him, wants him. He's the only one for her, but she doesn't want to admit it because she's being a little bit prideful, in my opinion. I mean, like, let's get over the whole upset stuff. And I do kind of agree with Bolja that, like, her trying to completely turn Sirkan is, like, a lot. And she's, like, she's, like, pushing it on him instead of allowing that to naturally occur. So anyway, she's starting to think about her choices, about, you know, that. Even though Sirkan is willing to change, I still think, you know, you can't change people. We've all learned that. Like, when you try to change people, eventually, as time goes on, they'll start to regret that you tried to change them. It's very rare that you're going to get someone um, that's going to want to change, does change, and doesn't regret it later, especially if it's not something like a super negative yes he's a workaholic and he doesn't even he doesn't even need Ada to purposely try to change him from being a workaholic because like even in the beginning when it was just their contract he was still following her every lead going with her to places and just naturally changing but when she's admittedly trying to change him that's a different story that I'm probably in agreeing with Bulger you just can't do that allow the person to naturally change to befit the person that they love. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, um, they help uh, Sirkan's mom win the election, which she does. And then she has like this party where Celine basically has her final scene where she's saying goodbye. But prior to Celine leaving, of course, she had to do another dig because that all these last dish efforts. So remember in the last episode, she wrote the letter. So in the beginning of this episode, she takes the letter back, I guess. She figures, I'm just going to tell him to his face. So, you know, it looks like I'm trying to do good. That ended up backfiring because he doesn't end up getting mad at Ada, Fedit, or um, Jedin. Like, he's just like, let's throw this under the table. And then, so she 
after that doesn't work in her favor, and now she tries to do another dig, which she does dig, do it, is she puts, she overhears Bulger talking to her friend, saying like, oh my gosh, you know, he's handsome, da 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 And so she kind of plants a seed into Bulger's mind that, you know, to pursue Sir Khan, you need to know him closely, you need to do this, you need to do that. Just basically trying to make it so that Bulja will see Sirkan like a pursuit. And obviously, Bulja eventually can see that Sirkan is in some sort of relationship with Ada, even though Sirkan's claiming it, Ada's not. I mean, Ada needs to get over herself. Like, she needs to stop playing games. I can't stand when these women are so indecisive and playing games. So anyway... So she did that last ditch effort. So at the party now she's saying goodbye, knowing that she planted the seed in Bulger's mind or whatever. And she just leaves, she just leaves. She decides to go to Denmark. Oh, she also tells Ada about the plans her and Sirkan had to, you know, go into Denmark, starting their own firm, blah, 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 blah. I mean, as many slaps as she can try to throw at Ada, she's doing it. So anyway, the party is over. And mind you, Sirkan had asks Ada for these three um, wishes or whatever. And one of them, the first one that he proposed was that she would surprise him, come to his house, and they'd watch a movie and eat popcorn. So, you know, he's at home thinking, okay, she's going to come tonight because she didn't come the night before when they actually made that, you know, promise or whatever. And one of the reasons why she decides to go is because, you know, so, you know, um, Melo had said, you know, if you, like, in summary, if you play around with love, then you'll eventually lose it, like, because you're playing around. And so she decides, hey, let me not play around, let me go. She ends up going, and who does she see in the apartment? Bulja. And that's how we ended the episode. Obviously, it's not going to be a big deal. I already looked at the other fragment. She's kind of, like, throwing questions out there. To Bulja in the meanwhile, kicking Sirkan under the table. And I love that because it really shows like their connection. They just need to get married. I mean, like, what are we waiting for? Just get married and then deal with all of that stuff as a married couple. But I guess it's more enticing when you're not a married couple because it still gives an opportunity for you to be jealous of each other, which is the whole point of the show. They love each other. They get jealous of each other. They play games with each other, whatever. And so another thing that happened in this series is that we saw Fede and Jeden really starting on this new path towards being together, even though they had a bit of a tidbit, which I'll talk about in a few. But Fede's like, I'm opening a door to a new life. And basically, he's going to start pursuing Jeden. And Jeden is welcome to the pursuit. But let's skip over to Engin, who really, like, from even the last episode, he's, like, dying to propose to Pedil, and he's just trying to find the best way to do it. He's asking everyone, including Fede, which he accidentally asked Fede in front of Jeden, knowing that Fede is trying to pursue Jeden. So it was like, you know... For him, for for Fede, it didn't work in his favor, and neither did it work in Engen's favor. So he didn't know what to do. And honestly, in the fragment, you see that he's getting down and proposing, but um, for some reason, uh, we didn't know that this whole horse thing was going to come about. So I think where the party is happening is inside Engen's, uh, not Engen, inside Sirkan's old um, 
place that he used to stay on the property. I think that's where she had the party. I'm pretty sure that's it because the frontage looks exactly like Sirkan's old place. And since he's not living there and no furniture, it's an empty space that they can have a party at. But anyway, so they... Um, they he gets a horse and rides the horse out there and does all this craziness and then you know they end they end that whole scenario with him actually proposing to her and she's accepting his proposal now he was going around and asking everybody like how should i propose how should i propose asking everyone and couldn't get any good advice but i think the person he should have asked was jeden because Jeden and Pedal have the same demeanor. So if anybody could have gave him a good suggestion, it would have been Jeden. Jeden would have gave him the best suggestion, actually. Um, that would have been, been befitting of Pedal, you know? And so anyway, yeah, he does end up proposing. She didn't even want him to get on his knee. Like, OMG, Pedal does not like that kind of attention at all. But she does end up saying yes. And, and during the same party, of course, um, Erdem decides that him and Layla need to break off their fake engagement, even though everyone knew it was fake. That's why nobody even, like, ran after Layla to kind of, like, oh, let me, you know, uh, comfort you since you broke your engagement, because everybody knew it was a joke. He only did it for Fifi. And at the same time, when Bulja came into the into the episode and she was introduced, he was kind of like looking at her like, ooh. And I think it's because she does look kind of similar to Fifi. I saw a post about it online and she does look a little similar to Fifi, the dark hair. You know, the difference is that she doesn't wear the dark clothing, but still Erdem's first love is Fifi. Now, what will Fifi do? Is she gonna pursue him or not? I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about this episode. I thought it was fun. I don't know. I think, um, I don't know. Did the ratings go down or up? Let me know. I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast channel and also feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post videos there. And if you'd like, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where we post all our social media updates. Talk to you guys soon.